everyone, and welcome back to the Red Beard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Red Beard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. On Tuesdays, I do gear reviews, tinkering Tuesdays, uh, also dealing with a little bit of mindset, but mainly gear reviews. And then Saturdays, like today, I get to share amazing conversations that I've had with individuals that either have inspired me to do certain things I've learned from, or just have a wealth of knowledge that again, inspire me and teach me things. And I get to share those conversations with you. I just simply click record and have a conversation just like I would if it was over the dinner table, out to lunch, whatever it may be. I just love recording them so I can share them with you and I can go back and I can learn from them as well. So today I'm going to go over Garmin products that I use that I have used in the past for a while, why I like them, and of course, what I will be using going forward. I'm excited to mess around with some new products that they've got out. Just some of the best messaging that I've ever experienced in the backcountry. The watches are awesome. They're not gaudy and uh, fancy looking. For me, I prefer G-Shocks, and we'll get into that in in the podcast as to why I ended up going with Garmin after looking at smartwatches for a while. Um, and you know, you guys hopefully will learn some stuff about their new products and things that will, uh, fulfill the needs that you have, whether that be with fitness, with outdoors, the backcountry, hunting, they have a product for just about everything. Fishing. I can't think of something that they don't have a product for that will better your experience in the outdoors and allow you to just enjoy it more. Before we get into that with Rayhan and Griffin, would love to give a shout out to our show partners. And let me just reiterate, guys, these partners that I have, I I have chosen them because I want to provide either discounts to you or recommendations that I trust. These partners are amazing, either local companies or gear that I use personally. And I want you to be able to have access to that as well. And at least those of you who you're listening to this podcast. I'm assuming you trust my opinion on these products. Uh, therefore, I want to be able to provide my honest opinion back to you. So, of course, want to start out with First Form and First Form Outdoors. Guys, go over to Facebook and join the First Form Outdoors group. And, of course, Redbeard's Fit Crew. We've got amazing giveaways, challenges, community, everything to do with the outdoors, fitness, from fishing to hunting to hiking, backpacking, etc. Go join those groups, meet some great friends, find a positive experience in social media where you can get wrapped up in comparing yourself to others. We don't want that. We want you to have a good community of individuals that will uplift you. Then go check out, of course, if you need food for the backcountry, Alpen Fuel and Heather's Choice. Those are the two companies that I go to for my meals in the backcountry. Go check them out. Black Ovis, blackovis.com. Use the link down below, save some money. It's a conglomerate of just amazing gear, guys, from glassing to boots to clothing to backpacks. Go check out blackovis.com. They're constantly running deals. Go snag you some gear while it's in stock. All in digiscoping, best digiscoping on the market. A3 Archery Bowstrings, guys, they're amazing. Brent does some great work. Bloodline Fibers. They just do awesome, high-quality strings and cables over at A3 Archery Bowstrings. Cryptek is the camo I will be running this year. It is the day-to-day clothing that I love, the pants, the shirt, the jackets, etc. Go check out Cryptek. 
Kestrel glassing systems, Quattro archery stabilizers, Absolute Aid CBD, My Medic. I just recently did a review on them. That's my go-to first aid and trauma kits. Muley Freak is my go-to bar- bino harness. Apologize if I could speak English there. The Game Changer, go check that one out. Use code red.beard.outdoors. Save some money. And as you guys know, you can always check out the links down below. If you forgot a code or whatever, just go back to the links in the description uh, so you don't have to have everything memorized. Excited to have you guys over at Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors. If you're not on Facebook, send me a message on Instagram. I'll get you in on our weekly calls that we have and would love to have you on that as well. Outside of that, guys, here is my conversation with Rayhan and Griffin over at Garmin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Red Beard Outdoors podcast. We've got two great guests here from Garmin, uh, and they just, they've got some amazing gear that you guys have heard me talk about on the podcast. I use the InReach uh, Mini. There's multiple other options out there for communication. I also wear the Instinct on a daily basis, and uh, you've heard me talk about that as well as to why I went that route where, rather than other smartwatches. So uh, today, I just want to introduce Rayhan and Griffin. Uh, this is the first time I get a chat with Griffin, but I met Rayhan at the ATA show this year, and uh, he knows so much about different gear. He loves hunting, uh, just went spear fishing, so we might get into that a little bit here. And then Griffin is someone that we're trying to throw into the deep end of the pool and get him into the outdoors. He's accomplished some great things that I'll, I'll let each of you guys kind of introduce yourselves uh, and and what you've accomplished, Griffin, and then Rayhan, what you love about the outdoors. But uh, guys, I guess we'll start with Rayhan. Who are you, and uh, and why did we even chat at ATA? Yeah, well, I'm Rayhan Nana. I do kind of PR media for Garmin. Uh, been a lifelong hunter from the Midwest, but uh, travel to hunt quite a bit as well. Um, always been a huge Garmin fan. My background, a lot of it is going to be kind of within sporting dogs, and that's how I originally came to, to Garmin. But then it just kind of, when you're at Garmin, you get to use so many different cool things that um, I'm kind of a tech guy now. Um, we did meet at ATA um, and I was thinking about it. Like, I think that's still the cool thing about those shows, right? Like you randomly, I think, stopped by the booth and like we just started chatting. And that's such the cool thing about ATA and shot being able to meet so many like-minded people and just have good conversations, I guess. So I think, does that kind of hit it or did I miss something? No, miss yeah, something it was, it was funny. I, I won't lie when we, uh, so Jake was there with me and Jake, uh, you know, people that listen, they know Jake from first form. Um, him and I look similar. He's about inch and a half taller than me, but we could pass as brothers easily. And, uh, and so we're walking around and it's funny because one of the sales guys comes up and he's like, listening to me talk about your gear. And he was like, hey, you're doing my job for me. And I'm like, well, I use your stuff. I've done my research. I know what I want to use and what I'm looking at. And so he, he was like, well, let me know if I have any questions or if you have any questions. And then as we're walking out, I think you were just kind of hanging out, drinking a Coke or something like that. And I was like, I'm just going to talk to everyone here in the booth. And I was like, Hey, cool name. Because you had your name tag. I was like, how do you pronounce your name? You know, I like breaking ice with awkward conversations. So, uh, you know, and, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And then we just went to chatting about how you love, you know, hunting and and the outdoors and how you got with Garmin. So I think you hit it on the head. Well, yeah. And it's, it's also interesting at those shows. Like I love it when like being at those shows that when people like yourself come up and like, pretty much school me on stuff at Garmin. Like there's so many people that are just such dedicated, especially at that show. Like we were talking about the instinct. I hadn't been to ATA in about two years. 
And one of the things that I was like, God, I'm seeing those instincts just everywhere. And I loved it because instinct like you, I mean, like instinct has always been one of those watches that I've always just been a huge fan of. Yep, exactly. I, I went to that from the, the G shock and I didn't want a smart watch because uh, the batteries and all that. And then I saw the instinct and I was like, Oh, it's a G shock with a little bit of smart tech to it. So yeah, why not? But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's why it, I can beat up on it and not feel bad about it. It doesn't have, you know, all the fancy stuff that you worry about breaking. So, yeah, but uh, that's, that's it. Exactly. And then Griffin, who are you? Let people know who, who this guy is that's sitting here with the, the nice hair haircut going on better than mine anyway. <laughs> better than mine too. <laughs> that's why I wear hats. <laughs> Someone had to go no hat. I was happy to do it. Um, <laughs> yes. My name's Griffin. Great to be on. Um, not, you know, probably don't come with the background of hunting too much, but grew up an athlete, was a swimmer at the University of Missouri. So was very fortunate to take uh, an athletic ability to some pretty cool levels. Um, and then for the past six months, been working with Rayon on the PR team here at Garmin, kind of learning and figuring out the the cool things that Garmin Tech can do and how it can apply to some really solid fitness, um, how we, how it can enhance fitness, even from a, a D1 level. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a big deal. You know, any, any kind of sport at college level is intense. And then you add that you were a D1 athlete on top of that. Um, what were some of the events that you, that you swam? So I, I was a backstroker, um, backstroker and flyer. I had some success in the 200 meter backstroke. I was able to um, compete at a few U.S. Opens, Olympic trials in 2016, and uh, quite a few national meets, SEC championships, and and those types of meets. So, was able to take a 200 meter backstroke and and make a pretty fun career career out of it. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, it's funny because I I know another um, another guy that he went on to be a power lifter for I guess he did Olympic lifts, and uh, he's so humble about it. You guys, you you're the same way. You're like, oh yeah, you know, swim. In the Olympic yeah. trials, it's whatever, you know, that's a huge deal, man. I can yeah. float and I can, I can kind of swim like you know, to be able to go up to the Olympic level. That's pretty intense, dude. So that, that's awesome. Uh, congratulations on that. So um, let's, I guess, kind of get started here with, uh, you know, when it comes to fitness, which I imagine you still train, you probably don't swim as intensely as, as before, um, but working at Garmin. Uh, you know, what are some things that, that you've noticed? I mean, what, what are your tools that you use for, for fitness when it comes to your, your style of training? Totally, totally. And then I'll say, you know, I, I felt that I deserved a little bit of a break post, post athletes, uh, being an athlete in college. So I think I, I let myself go a little bit there. Um, but when I got back to Garmin, it was cool because when I threw the watch on, um, the instinct, like you guys, I know you use the instinct, uh, but most of the watches have a lot of the same fitness, uh, fitness features. Um, but basically what you can do with it to keep you accountable and keep you on track with your workouts, um, the, the metrics that you can get into during a workout, like your calorie burning, your VO2 max, all of those good things will, will keep you really locked into a workout, make sure you're giving it your best. Uh, but then at the end of the day, kind of seeing a digital log of all the workouts you're doing in a week, keeping you on track and just kind of just keeping it pushing down the road. Um, you know, you had that because, because sports, because 
being an athlete was my number one job in college. That kind of came natural. When it wasn't my number one job, it kind of went to the side a little bit. So having a watch there, uh, it's kind of like an accountability partner. Exactly. No, I, I really like it too. So I, I'm kind of a kind of a nerd when it comes to stuff like that and data, measurables, things like that. And uh, and so for me, being able to my biggest things that I wanted and why you know I snagged the instincts because there's some other amazing watches out there that I've looked at as well. They're pretty cool. Um, they're they're a little bit fancier. Uh, to the point where they can even do, you know, ballistics uh, if you get to that level of, of the watches. But, you know, with the instinct, I love the simplicity of it. I loved, again, not feeling like I couldn't take it in the backcountry with me, but also, you know, it works day to day. And and the heart rate monitor is great. That's something that I um, really enjoy seeing, especially over time, being able to see what your resting heart rate is, uh, what, you know, if you're able to push that limit. So one day you may train and then a year from now, you're doing that same training. and You're like, my heart rate's not getting over 100. You know, I need to probably step it up a little bit and, and me- measuring things like that. So for me, it's, it's the steps, the heart rate. Um, steps are another big thing, too, that I talk to people about because it's not necessarily that it's going to be 100% accurate. You literally took 15,000 steps today. It's more about the movement of your body, like how much you're moving. You can measure the, the movement that you have one day to the next and see your kind of average. And so when I do challenges in my group on Facebook, um, you know, I love to say, hey, add a thousand or two thousand steps this month, you know, and see how that changes your your life, changes your uh, your mentality and how you feel. Um, so those are kind of two of the bigger ones. I know those are very simple baseline. Then you were talking about VO2 max and it goes way you can go way down the rabbit hole with some of these data points. And I, I love it. Um, because it is something measurable. So that that's cool. So did you say you use the instinct or is there another one that, oh, sorry, go ahead, Rayhan. Well, I was going to say, you brought, I think one of the things with instinct, I think it's really interesting. I, I talk to a lot of people. I see instinct in a lot of different places, especially within the outdoor world. I get, and I always go and talk to those people. And I always find it interesting why people get into instinct specific, right? There's always something. And like like you said, there's so many different things, but two that you hit on, I think are really important. Um, one is going to be the easily digestible information, right? Like it, I, I feel like instinct, and not to say that the other watches don't do a great job with this as well, but it's like something about an instinct that it, it, it makes everything like you feel like it's easily digestible. And two examples of that that I, I go back to is there's actually two gun shops like relatively close to here and two like they're 50 plus years old have instincts on. And I've talked to both of them. I'm like, why did you get those? And they're like, man, it was just it felt like it was easy to use and I'm helping it to just get back in shape and all those different things. So I thought, one, that's kind of like a common thread that you hear with people with that this particular watch. The other one, and I like pointing this out, like people... If you look at like a Garmin Phoenix, that's going to be our flagship outdoor watch, right? And it's got so much to it. Um, the Instinct, and especially as you sit, get into like the Instinct 2 Solar, has so many of those top line features. But one of the things off the bat that people notice is it's a monochromatic display, right? And people are like, why did you do that? And it, there's a little insight to the background of it is that it's an intentionally designed lower powered platform, right? A monochromatic display. And so when you see the solar, Essentially, what the engineers did with this watch is work on two sides of the power equation, one being power, you know, usage and then the power uh, input. And so with this watch, since it's a lower power platform, 
adding in solar charging, you just see these crazy, crazy battery gains. And that's one of the reasons I've always loved it from the outdoor perspective, where it's like, you don't have to worry about charging it really. I mean, like if you get enough sunlight with the Instinct 2 solar, it was a milestone for Garmin where it was the first time that if you get enough solar charging um, throughout the course of the day, you could have unlimited battery life in smartwatch mode, which is just crazy um, from that side. And I will say the third thing is it's same thing. Like we spend our life outdoors and it's like, it's light, it's tough, it's rugged. You can, you don't have to worry about it. That's, that's a really nice thing. So Sorry to interject yeah. on that one. No, you're good. No, I really appreciate you highlighting that because in in all reality, so I, I had the Instinct 1 till recently and I, it wasn't solar. And what I noticed was even with text messages coming in, um, you know, the door unlocking, locking, all of those, all of my messages that come in my phone, I was usually getting around still about a week battery. Uh, so right. seven days. And and that was without the solar charging and that was with all the messages coming in, blowing up my my watch. And, and then in, when I would go get unplugged where I wasn't getting any of those messages, I would, I was kind of testing it and I would fully charge it just like I do all my electronics before I go out there. And I would get close to two, uh, sometimes a little over two weeks on that one battery yeah. life, which it's hard to find another watch that is as simple. And, and, uh, I mean, it looks again, rugged, like a G-Shock and, um, and get that kind of battery life out of it. And, and so yeah. it's, it's something that for me, I really liked. And now <clears throat> I'm going to be testing out, you know, a little bit more with the, the solar one. Um, and I've already noticed it's still, it holds a battery even longer uh, than, yeah. than the previous one. The one thing I do like adding for people, um, a lot of times people ask like, why is there a battery fluctuation like week to week? And one of the things is, if you are um, doing activities that are requiring a GPS, a GPS just from across the board is a power consumptive um, mm -hmm. technology, right? It doesn't matter what company. And so I always like pointing that out for like, you know, instincts, um, but also for like, you know, inreaches for other GPS based activities. Um, if you're using that, um, GPS is just a power consumptive. So you can adjust it on the fly. You can, if you're doing more or less. So that's just something I like putting out for people just to remember. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That the GPS portion and then, or if you're recording, you're actually clicking to record certain workouts rather than just keeping right. you know track of your heart rate throughout the day. All of those things definitely add to the, the fluctuation of the battery. Um, but it's still hard to find another smartwatch oh. that, that would match the battery life of the Garmin watches. Yeah. And I heard somebody say like one of the, kind of the reasons why I, I thought it was a really good explanation. Somebody here said it, you, you see like with a, a lot of Garmin products, like battery life, like we put a lot of focus into that. And the best way I think I heard it described was nobody likes starting a road trip and looking down and seeing they've got a quarter tank of gas in the car, you know, and that's kind of the same thing with any electronic technology, especially electronics in, in the outdoors, which is, you know, Nobody likes being like, oh, man, I've got another thing to think about as I am going out doing X, Y, or Z. Exactly. Yeah, it's something you don't want to have to stress about. And I, I would agree that, you know, it's it's nice to have these electronics. They they seem to uh, enhance the outdoors experience a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to have to stress over it. So it's it's good to find something that you're not concerned with getting wet or fogging up or you know, the battery dying on you while you're out there, whatever it may be. Um, 
I, I would definitely agree with that hundred percent. You, but, you, uh, you, you said a word that I, I use all the time where I look at the technology there's, there's in my mind, especially it's like, I worked in conservation outdoors hunting. That's been kind of my life. And like, I think about technology in the outdoors a lot. Right. And what, what I always kind of think about and describe is there's two types of technology in the outdoors. Uh, the first is going to be technology that hampers an outdoor experience, right? So if I take my nephew deer hunting and he's on his phone playing games, trying to kill time to get back to you know home to play computer games, that's technology hampering an outdoor experience. But technologies like Garmin has in the outdoors, like inReach, you know, watches that help us navigate, help us keep us safe, keep us more efficient. Like all of those things are technologies that enhance our outdoor experience. And it's something that, you know, as more people adapt into them and and find it and love it, it's just, for me, it's always been using this technology as a way to enjoy and it's as simply as that enhance my outdoor experience, whatever it is I may be doing. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. That's, uh, that's something that's really, uh, really important is you want to be able to have that experience enhanced, right? You don't want to be stressing about it, worrying about it, etc. And I, I feel like the the few Garmin products, I haven't delved down and gone and gotten all of the products, but the ones that I have, um, have definitely helped out in, in those experiences. Uh, and we'll get into, you know, the inReach and the communication devices here in yeah. a little bit, but uh, you know, with, so Griffin, um, you, you said you've kind of, you've gone out and, and done some hiking, gotten on some mountains, et cetera. Uh, what, I guess, what's been your experience with the outdoors and what are you looking to get into? Definitely. Um, I'd say the extent of my outdoors, probably that much. I think some really good hikes, um, that have caught my attention, at least caught, uh, caught my interest in the outdoors. So I'm certainly looking to get into more hikes, backpacking, things like that. Um, you know, my full disclosure, my dad is from, from Queens, New York City. So I think there's probably a reason I didn't grow up hunting. But um, the outdoors is definitely something that, that runs in a little bit of my family and that we can enjoy it. So I do know after taking on, probably a little naively, taking on some mountains, some hikes that were a little out of my reach without training that it can be a little bit exhausting. It can be a little bit tiring. Um, so I will say I just, the importance of, of staying fit, healthy and active and how that can enhance enjoying the outdoors, um, kind of goes hand in hand. So it makes sense to me. And it's definitely something that, uh, you know, I'm excited to keep up my fitness so that I can enjoy more hikes, go on more, uh, high level hikes, things like that, higher peaks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you hit on something that's key there too, because you're obviously, you're not going to go, yes, it helps to go and swim miles at a time that will help your cardiovascular, uh, you know, system. But at the same time, it's not the same as having 20, 25 pounds on your back or more, depending on what you're doing and walking up a mountain. Uh, it, it works completely different muscles and those can get fatigued, even though your cardiovascular system may be good. Um, you know, it's still, something that you kind of have to train for, uh, almost specifically, it's, it's hard to train for the mountains. It, it really is. I mean, it's hard to mimic that even a stair stepper with a backpack and heavy weight, it, it does okay, but it's still not the same as getting up and going and, and getting on the mountains. Cause 
the way your feet, you know, hit the ground. There's deadfall. There's other things that you have to climb over. You have to move around. Um, some days there's going to be mud. Some days it's going to be icy. Like it, it's just so many things that you can't train for in a gym, but you can do your best. So I guess what what are some things that you've been doing to get better at hiking so that you can get out there and enjoy it a little bit more? Totally, totally. Um, yeah, you hit a spot on because on those, like you said, on those hikes, you got, you have to have some ankle flexibility. You have to be able to adapt to ever-changing grounds, rocks moving, all that good stuff. Um, so definitely, you know, weight, weight training is huge. Um, like you said, hitting the stair stepper is good. I like putting the, the treadmill on the incline uh, and walking up that way, although inclines, again, they're not going to be as steep as some mountains. So um, you can't mimic, mimic it exactly, but you can get some good training in. And then on a daily basis, you know, like I said, with that mobility, flexibility, I think that's a huge part of keeping your body healthy so that you can continue to train, uh, but then also being super adaptable to, you know, what a hike, what a trek might bring in. Um, so mobility is huge. You know, with, with Instinct, with Garmin watches, you can do so much. You can, like, there's even yoga activities. So you can keep track of those types of yoga, stretching, um, even breath work, working on stress, things like that. Um, so I guess along with that physical aspect, working on the mental aspect of being mentally tough to take on a, to take on a hike, workout, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Griffin, we were talking, Griffin brought something up that it's like, for, for me, it's like I'm, I'm outdoors all the time, uh, like hunting, whatever I can do. But he said something that was really interesting and in how it applied here that I had never really thought about. Uh, for me, it's like I go light, go far, go fast. And it doesn't, and I didn't think about it, but what he said was you need to prep on the front end of that. Like you really need to prep on the front end of that because if you, you're not stopping halfway through it, you're not stopping partway through it. It's just how, like, how you're going to experience the rest of whatever it is. If, like, if you're, four days into an eight day hunt and you're completely gassed, that's you're, the, the, the balance of the four days is going to be horrible, but you're not going to stop it. You're just not going to enjoy it, which I thought was a really salient point for this um, side of it, Griffin. No, yeah. absolutely. No. Like you said, it. once you're in it, you're in it. So you might as well prepare and get your body ready to, to be in it the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the a couple of things that we've said too, is enjoy your outdoor experience more. Um, you know, that's another thing you can suffer through it. I mean, you know, it, just about anyone, if you got the right mindset, you could suffer through, uh, an eight day hunt. And when you're tired day four, um, but you're not going to get the same experience that if you prepare for it. And so, and something else too, that I talk a lot about, and I've got a couple of friends in the physical therapy realm. Um, I was actually looking at going into physical therapy, uh, as a career choice. And so I like to tell and preach to people prepare rather than repair. You're going to be so much better off. And, you know, if you're putting those small investments in, in a day-to-day -day basis, even if your goal isn't to go hike Mount Everest, right? Maybe your goal is to, when you're a grandparent, you just don't want to be in pain or need help off the floor after playing with your grandkids. There's so many grandparents out there that, and even sometimes I've seen that with my grandparents where uh, it takes them a little bit longer to get up off the floor. Obviously your body's going to age, but 
you want to put those investments in today, right? Everyone talks about the stock market and and investing your money, even if it is five dollars a day or a couple, you know, taking your coffee money and investing it. Well, why don't you do that with your health? You know, why don't you go out and go for a forty-five minute walk every day? Everyone could do a forty-five minute walk while you're scrolling your phone. Go walk. You can do that. <laughs> you know, like as long as you're on the sidewalk, you're not going to get run over. You can go scroll your phone, but move your body. Right. And so, you know, things like that are, are the little investments that I think going back to the, the devices, it's, it's key to be able to track your movement. And again, going back to the simplicity of keeping track of your steps. Um, that's something that, that is understandable for many people. And so to be able to have that, be able to have an app on your phone that you can go back to and say, okay, over the last week, I've increased X amount or over the last week I was down. Why was that? How am I feeling? Kind of reevaluate how things are with your health and your fitness levels. Um, and then again, you can make it as complicated as you want and you can go and you, you can track your CrossFit workouts, your swims, your hikes, your biking, all of that stuff can get tracked on the app. So again, I love how scalable it is. I love things that are scalable because I deal with people that are from all walks of life, you know, from again, single mom that just has time to go to the park and walk laps to people that or, you know, D1 athletes that I get to talk to and like to track and nerd out over their, their data. So it's cool that you can scale it that way. Griffin, didn't you say, weren't you saying that you didn't, like when you were at Mizzou, you weren't really using tech as much? Like, weren't you telling me that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I won't say back in my day, cause it wasn't too long ago. I don't want to age myself, but <laughs> you know, we, we definitely had the resources. Um, to dive into certain things. It wasn't on your wrist, but we had resources to dive into certain things. And, and that was just secondhand to me. That was kind of just the nature of, and, and the blessing of being at a division one school. Um, but I will say, you know, looking back on it, you know, if I did have something on my wrist telling me, keeping me honest about my sleep, about my calorie output, um, probably could have taken that to, to a new level. And then, like I said, I think I may have mentioned this before, but now that I'm out of that and I don't have those resources with me, having this on my wrist right now, it's like, it's like I'm back into having that accountability and those resources super easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and the other thing too, so people out there listening can understand, like if you go download the, the Garmin app, you definitely could, could uh, take a look at that and, and see what all it has to offer, but it breaks down your sleep, right? It, it, it tells you. Again, I don't know, and we could, I'm sure, go down the the tech rabbit hole on that as well as to how it measures that, but it's pretty dang accurate, and it's it's something that you could lie to yourself and be like, oh, you know, I got I got eight hours of sleep, when in reality it wasn't restful sleep or you know whatever it may be. So I love that it tracks the stress, and it's funny to me because I'll look back and I'm like, man, this last week I feel like I just got beat over the head, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh. I didn't, you know, I wasn't recharging that the body battery that it talks about. I wasn't recharging and having restful sleep. Um, and then there's other times where I'll sleep maybe a little bit less than normal, but I'll have more restful sleep. So I'm, and I'm feeling better, you know, so just, it's, it's cool that it tracks all of those things. Yeah. I find it fascinating. And it's like, as I've gotten older and especially as I've had a daughter and like looking into the future, like I need to be there and around and healthy for her those are all things that are taking into consideration but again going back to the the easy side of it is like i love that body battery. i love the body battery like it's just such a quick snapshot 
the stress score, like, it, you know, keeping that in check, all of those different things and to have it delivered up to you through the Connect app so quick and easy and digestible. Um, Griffin's been saying account and you've been saying accountable. And I find that that's 100% true. When you have those numbers in front of you, it, you can't lie to yourself. You can't cheat, you know, can't cheat yourself on that one. Exactly. No matter how much you may want to, you know, <laughs> and, that, and that, that goes with, with nutrition as well. You know, I, I tell people to track and they're like, why do I need to, I don't want to put my food in. I'm like, look, I understand what you're saying, but if you're not losing weight, you're eating more calories than you're burning. It's that simple. I mean, I know there's maybe other options that you have to look into, but let's track your food first and make sure that you are eating less calories than you're burning. And that's how you're going to lose weight. If you're not losing weight, there's going to be a bag of chips or the whole family size bag of Doritos that you decided to not tell me about. There's something there, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and so tracking stuff like that, you know, with with your your health uh, information and data is definitely key to to you know performing better. Um, and so let's let's kind of dive into that a little bit here, um, you know, eventually because there's two main items that I use when I talk to people about. Garmin stuff. I use the watch, which is my daily driver. And then I have, I have these two. Well, this one I haven't taken out yet in the back country. This one interested me a lot. So the messenger, but cool. this one I've used over the last couple of years is the Garmin mini. And now there's a Garmin mini two, which has even better battery life. I think this one gets up to the 50 hours on a, uh, it's like a 30 or yeah. an hour minute tracker or something like that. Yeah. So two things, uh, two things with that. So the Mini 2 essentially triples the battery life, and I think it's up to two weeks of battery life, and that's 24-hour battery life, and that's uh, continuous, uh, that's continuous, right? Some people are like, does that mean it's 12 hours? It's like, no, that's 24 hours a day, but that's also in the default 10-minute track mode, right? So if it's recording or sending 10-minute track. Um, the other thing with that is you can, you can actually adjust that um, for, you can make that a 30-minute uh, default track. And when that happens, you get up to a month of battery life, um, on the mini too. Right. I mean, it just, you, like I said, the battery life side of wow. it just keeps uh, getting better and better and better. Yeah, This one's and, 50 at on the 10 minute right. tracker, which my wife likes the 10 minute tracker when I'm out and she can log into the app from home. And if I'm in a specific spot for too long, sure enough, I get a text. You know, like, yeah. you okay? And I'm like, yes, we that, stopped for lunch. It's okay. Like, you know. <laughs> that's, no, but that's perfect. Like, that's part of the reason I, I love that. And, um, yeah, so that's the map share page. And th th there's two sides of that coin that I think are really interesting where it's, and, again, it goes back to that technology in the outdoors where, and I especially find this important for the inReach, where it's like, y you don't have to use technology if you don't want it. It's there if you need it. So you can set up that tracking mode and say, you know what? I don't ever want to use this in reach, but I'm going to you know, have MapShare on. And if you're moving and you're supposed to be moving, great. But if you're not moving, like you described, and you're supposed to be moving, somebody can reach out to you. Um, but then if something, you know, God forbid something does happen, you do have that SOS capability directly on there. But you don't have to use it if you don't want to, but it's there if you need it. So, yeah, the SOS. And you can't press it. Like I'm putting pressure on that for people looking at, you can't press it until you open up the actual little button here. If I had fingernails, I could do it. There we go. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty hard to, to open up there, but there's the button um, for the yeah. SOS. Yeah. And Jonathan, something that I just like telling people like what happened. So with an inReach, you know, it's two way S 
SMS, so two-way text communication, and SOS. Um, and there's always going to be kind of core pillars of what an inReach is between all the different devices. But those are two that are really to highlight. And since we're on the SOS button there, um, it works on something called the Iridium uh, system. It's a satellite system, and it's you know global coverage. So wherever you are in the world, you have the ability to send and receive messages, but then also um, hit an SOS if you need it. And when you hit that SOS, um, three things take place essentially simultaneously. Garmin Response is a 24-hour staffed uh, global response center, and it works with people all around the world um, to help coordinate if there is an SOS, right? So if you're in Utah or if you're in you know, Europe somewhere. Um, so one thing is they'll reach out to you directly. Um, they will reach out and just to see what's going on and to see how they can, what the situation is. They will contact the emergency service uh, for the best for that location. And then they will also contact your emergency contacts. Um, so it's kind of a three-pronged approach. And and once they, they'll pass it off to the um, most appropriate response team, whatever it may be, but um, they'll stay involved until the incident is resolved. So that's a little bit yeah. about the SOS side of that. No, oh, yeah. And that that's awesome. You know, to be honest with you, it's allowed me to be out without cell phone service for a lot longer because my wife uh, definitely appreciates that feature. Um, she, yeah. She's still not happy necessarily that I'm, <laughs> I'm gone and things could happen. And, you know, that polar bear could come out of nowhere in the Utah mountains, you know, all that stuff that they, you know, <laughs> they're concerned about. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it really is, it, it is a, it's a, almost a little bit of a comfort. I mean, it is a comfort because if, because this is on me at all times, right? I've got this thing clipped inside my backpack because I've, I've I always worry about things falling off. So I've got it in the lid of my, my backpack. So it has enough signal that I can send a text from my phone uh, without getting it out. But I know where it's at and my backpack's always on me. If my backpack's not on me, this is on my bino harness or it's clipped to my belt. So yeah, um, for me, it's a safety feature because I don't do anything too crazy, but you know, you could step off of deadfall and your leg just decides to break. Like it happens, so, unfortunately. Here's, here's what I've learned, you know, in the five years that I've been working with inReach, it, nobody wakes up in the morning thinking they're going to have an emergency in the afternoon. And it's that simple, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's yeah. that simple. And one of the other things that people don't think about that I like pointing out in the situation is if you're out of cell service for like three days, everything can be fine with you. But what happens if there's an emergency at home and somebody needs to get in contact with you? Right. And that, that happened to an uncle of mine and it's not a good situation. So it's like, it's two way communication. And that's what I think is such a critical aspect about in reach, be able to reach out at any time, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. That's, uh, that's something that can be really important too. I, I know some people that have had similar experiences where, um, they're pretty rugged outdoorsy people. And, uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember his name, but he told his story. He was in the, was it Australia or something like that? And I mean, again, he's been hunting outdoors all his life. He's been in the outback his entire life. So he's a rugged dude. And he ended up getting stuck in a situation that he couldn't get out of. And so it's things like that, like what you say, uh, what you said about people don't wake up in the morning thinking they're going to have an emergency. 
you just don't. Yeah. And if you do, just go ahead and go to the hospital so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to <laughs> cause anyone the, the gas money to to take you there. Um, but in, in all reality, that's a that's a big a big deal. But yeah, that safety feature of the SOS, um, I had no idea that the new one has a month if you put it on, you know, 30 minutes of tracking. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Back well, so the new one, that's the Mini 2 has that, but mm-hmm. that um, the Messenger, which you, you have right now, uh, that's a month in the default track mode. That has okay. even better battery life. It just keeps going on that one. And, you know, it's, it's easy, and I, I brought it up, and it's easy to talk about the SOS feature of it, but, you know, 99.9% of people are never going to have to use that. And so the other thing I just like pointing out where it's like, do you know, and again, this goes back to, you know, having a young family now, it's like, it's so nice just at the end of the day to be able to reach out and, and say goodnight and to like check in all of those different things. And in reach is, is so much more than just, you know, you can do trip planning. You've got um, the Explore app where you can actually see the, on, the mapping on it, you know, and you see it integrated into so many different things, dedicated dog units, you've got off-roading units, like so much different stuff. But there's so much to it. And again, for me, it always just comes back to it's like, hey, well, what I tell people is like when you when you sign up for it, Garmin's unique because you can have a month to month service, right? So if you only want to use it one month, two months, that that's fine. But what I tell people is once you start using it, you, you don't really want to stop using it because you start finding different things. Like even I keep one in, in my car, like if I, you know, just for road trips, stuff like everything. Um, it, and it goes back to what Garmin's mission state. I always love Garmin's mission statement. It's like products that become essential part of our customers' lives. And it's, that's, I think it's such a good example of a, a product that has become essential. And I'll speak for myself, but for so many outdoors people as well, an essential thing for what we do and how we experience what we love, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I would agree with that hundred percent. That's a, that's, that's a big deal to, you know, to be able to have that communication. And uh, that's, that's why I went with the messenger um, is the one that I've got here instead of the, the instinct or sorry, the, um, the Garmin mini in reach too, uh, is because of that, the battery life on it. I don't personally use the GPS. Now you can use the little mini screen here and, and use the GPS on, on this one. There's also a bigger handheld as well. Um, if you're a traditional GPS kind of person. Um, but I really like this feature because again, it's so simplistic. It's an even smaller screen. It's got even more battery life, which is already insane battery life with, with the mini two. Um, but this, this messenger, I'm excited to get this one out in the mountains because, um, it's really not even that much bigger than the mini. Oh, there we go on the screen there. It's not that much bigger than the mini. So so if you look at that one, that is the that's the most recent inReach device, and really with that one, you, you have something where it's like if, like I said, there's core tenants of inReach devices, and it's really like which one is right for you. Do you want on-screen mapping? Do you want an in-vehicle? Do you want you know what is it? And one of the really unique things about that um, messenger is it's it's purpose-built. It's a communications-focused device, right? It's so easy to use. Um, there's a new messenger app with it where you can do group texting for people, which is unique for Garmin. Um, you know, you can, it, it easily integrates, easy setup. 
and like I said, for people who aren't as concerned about, you know, I need to, you know, have all these different waypoints, routes, different things like that. This is a perfect one. A messenger is a perfect device where it's like, you know what I want? I want to be able to keep in contact, but it's still got tracking on it. It's still got track back, um, all of those different things. And, you know, one of the interesting thing you mentioned on your backpack that you clip it on your backpack. I don't know if you've done this yet, but it works within what's called a Garmin ecosystem. So you can pair your in-reach device into your watch, right? And for listeners, and you probably do this, but for listeners who don't know. And so there can be emergencies within emergencies, right? Where if you fall and for some reason, you cannot reach your the back of your pack, you can actually trigger an SOS directly off of your watch, right? But you can also, from again, just the everyday use of it, Send you know send and receive messages directly from the watch you know all those different things so it's just part of that Garmin ecosystem that is just trying to make lives easier. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly, yeah. and that that's definitely something I've done is paired up with uh, with my other devices as well, and it's it really is pretty seamless. I know um, I, I really haven't had any issues with getting signal. Um, you know, there are things that people need to be aware of, such as if you're in a deep canyon, um, you know, it seems like you have to wait for the satellite to get over that canyon to be able to get that message out. Other than that, I've never had an issue with, um, you know, with, with messages getting out. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in trees, out of trees, wherever you are. Um, it's, it, I've never had an issue. And, and I agree with you there as far as, Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, please continue. Okay. Um, with, with what you hit on with the family aspect of it too. So yes, I, I joke about my wife being concerned. I mean, she, she's worried when our kids cross the street sometimes. So, you know, I, I joke about that, but at the same time, it is nice. Like when you're out there, um, you've had a long day of elk hunting, which is, you know, my big thing that I really enjoy. You're out there in the tent, you're kind of reflecting on your day. You're realizing some things you could have done different, whatever. And then you start thinking about, man, I, I could be home putting my kids to bed. Um, you know, I could be whatever, catching up on work. There's so many things that, that will pop up in your mind and uh, being able to reach out and just send a text to your to your wife, to your kids to let them know that you're thinking about them uh, makes a huge difference. It definitely makes it a little bit easier to stay out there for a longer period of time compared to if you don't have a way to communicate. I would I know personally I would be even more worried about things like what you said, where, um, you know, maybe something happened at home that I need to get home for, uh, you know, things along those lines are definitely, uh, it, it takes it off your plate. You don't have to think about it anymore if you're able to have that communication. Yeah. hundred percent on that one. Um, all around it, it's just, again, it kind of going back to what I was saying about instinct, like people use it for different reasons and it's, it's an expandable product. It's a product that kind of meets you at what you want and what you want to do with it. Um, so I do find it pretty interesting. And yeah, it's it's, it's within that, so. Yeah, oh, for sure. And uh, we've got Griffin over here figuring all these things out. Um, <laughs> what he's gonna start using when he goes on his Everest hike. <laughs> You'll appreciate it. I brought in a venison burger for him today. Oh, sweet, so, there we go. Slowly I, but surely. I haven't told him yet, but I'm going to be getting him into the into the hunt here this uh, this season. So get ready for that. <laughs> I, I wonder oh, if uh, spear fishing would be more up Griffin's alley. 
No, I mean, so here's the deal. I'd like to bring that up again, just because I've got a beard. I had to shave. I've shaved my beard for the first time, and I don't know how long because I was spear fishing, and I was just trying to figure that out. And it was just water was just getting in my mask when I was snorkeling and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I did. I did just recently go spear fishing, and that was such a cool thing. I what I had done like ten years ago. I don't know if you've ever done this, but have you ever done um, dark house spearing? Mm-mm. Right, where it's like okay, so it's essentially like ice fishing but with a trident and you're like throwing a trident through the ice with a you know or through the water for pike and stuff like that and i did that like 10 years ago and i was like this is awesome um but i don't live in a place where i can do this all the time and spearfishing was on a bucket list for me and i finally got to do that and it was such a cool experience uh like if you live by the ocean i i hope everybody's doing that because i live in kansas and we don't have anything yeah no for sure that's uh that's that's pretty awesome um you know, again, I would have to probably shave as well because we went snorkeling. We talked about this before we started recording, but uh, you know, I, I was getting that salt water up in my nose, and my nose burned for it's like the, the next worst. two days. Oh man, it's it's terrible. It's the worst. Yeah, and yeah. but I, I can't shave it. Literally, it's my brand. So, well, <laughs> I, can't I just it's like I, I like I said, I haven't shaved for I don't know how long, and it's like I looked in the mirror, and my wife looked at me like. The best part was my baby, like my 16 month old little girl, like after oh, no. she came back in and she like walked up and then she just like paused and kind of like started backing away. Like, who is that person? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my never kids again. have never seen me without a beard. My kids have never seen yeah. me without a beard. So, and my wife told me she won't kiss me if I shave. So, uh, apparently, I've got baby face. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that meme? I love sending that meme to people when they're like, Hey, just shave or they'll bet me, you know, they're like, Hey, shave your beard. You know, if you lose the bet, whatever. And I'll send them that meme of like this big burly masculine man, he's got a beard and then he, you know, he puts the cream on, he shaves and then he like washes his face and it pops out a baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that, that would be me. That would, <laughs> I can't share. Jonathan, I'm just going to tell you, that's a horrible image right now. So <laughs> I don't want to think about that again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, talking about getting into hunting again, the outdoors, um, you know, there's something else too that's out and my bow shop loves them. Uh, I have personally yet to run one, but the, uh, the Garmin Zero site. So, you know, it started back in 2018, I believe. Yep. Um, So the Garmin Zero site, it's really interesting. I I think that if you look, to give like a little bit of of history on it, like Garmin, a lot of times I think people within the hunting world relate to the Garmin products through a singular product, right? So it could be like, well, I I hunt with a handheld GPS or an inReach, or I've got, you know, I run dogs and I run an alpha unit, but it's really, I've always found it fascinating how large an offering Garmin has within the hunt world. I mean, in really since the beginning of, of Garmin, um, and also an interesting like fact I like telling people, people are always like, what is, what is Garmin? What does it even mean? And it's actually the, the <laughs> combination of the two founders names. So uh, Gary Burrell and Men Cow, so Garmin. So that's what that comes from. But that's you awesome. know, some of the first products were handheld GPSs. People were using that, you know, to go hunting from the very get-go. Um, you see, like, integration of dedicated hunt products, I, I think, with kind of the dog, the, the acquisition of Tritronics, which took place, I think, in 2011. And those were, like, um, those were the combination of um, GPS dog tracking with e-power technologies. But what's really cool, I think, is over the past, you know, since really 2018, 
you've seen some incredible products come down almost every year. And to your point, starting with the Garmin Zero, that's an auto-rending digital bow sight that's got, it's a single pin range finder, you know, with angle compensation, everything on it. It's incredible. It's an incredible unit. Um, and that took place in 2018. Um, then it came out, we came out with the X1i crossbow scope. Sorry, no, I think it was trap shooting trainer, which is for trap shooting, um, which for me, I shoot a lot of shotguns. It's incredible. It just demystifies what happens when the shot leaves the end of your barrel. Um, came out with a crossbow scope. And then, yeah, I know. It sounds, sounds like science fiction. Every time I try to describe it to people, I'm like, I know it's like saying we invented a glass spaceship that goes to the moon. But it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, um, and then we did the A1i Pro, which is uh, the new updated bow sight for that one. And again, going back to how people relate to it, I find it just an incredible thing because it's essentially what it does is it's combining a rangefinder with with the sight, right? So, and it removes your you no longer have to gap anything like that because mm. you're ranging, and then once you range, it will drop a single pin and does like I said, angle compensation, everything like that, angle compensation, distance, and it gives you a single pin. And for me, the thing that I always found amazing about it was it gave I'm what I always say is I'm an average archer at best, but yeah. it gave me the confidence of knowing that is the exact pin I should be shooting. And even more important with some of the stuff that, you know, that's been put in there, it's like, it's such a great form check of what you do, where it's like, if you're camping, all that stuff, it's got levels Yeah. just to make sure that you're, again, it goes back to that, those metrics and data of, you, you can't cheat numbers and, and data right. when it's right in front of your face. Yeah, no, and something else. So I've messed around with it enough because uh, I, I help my bow shop out. Um, and I've sold a couple of them, so I, you know, know enough about it to, to be a little dangerous with it, but, um, it's pretty cool. Cause it is, it's that single pin accuracy with the ability to mix the range finder. So when people, people that I'm sure most people that listen to me are into archery, so you understand this, but if you're not, you, you, you need to understand the animal walks out in front of you, you've ranged some different spots. Usually you range the animal again. That's what I do is I'll range it before I draw you draw back and then the animal moves. If you don't have multiple pins, you have to let down or you have to have trained your holdover. But generally, like if an elk takes two or three steps, that's another 10 to 15 feet that they could have gone the other way. And right. so you have to let down, rearrange, draw back again. And it's not necessarily that that's it, it's an inconvenience, but the animal could have seen you at that point. And then you've lost the opportunity completely. And so and that, for those, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say the thing that's so nice about the zero on that one, you can just do that on the fly, right? Mm -hmm. There's a little trigger button, you know, on your riser that you press and it's like, you can just keep pressing it as that thing is walking. So again, it, it just comes back to that. Like you have that confidence of, you know, exactly what that pen should be. Yep. And then it also has the ability to, if you do like a triple tap or something where you could have a three or four pin yeah. pop up. Yeah. You just have to so if you have tap it once in a Yeah. So if you're ever in a situation where it's, uh, you don't want to do that range, um, it, you just tap it once and it'll get back over to your fixed pins. And the other thing with the, yeah, the setup on this new one is also just so fast, so easy. Um, I highly recommend people check it out. Yeah. And obviously you need to check your states, you know, cause there's some states that don't allow electronics on sites, which it would include like a black light. If you use a, a black light on, on your, your site to light up your fiber optics a little bit better. 
Um, but yeah, you know, the, the, the states that do allow it, it's, it's an amazing tool. Yep. What, and you kind of pointed out, but one of the things I like to point out within that is that it's not a, that is not a reflection on the Garmin Zero itself. That no. a lot of times that just applies to all electronics on bows, whether it be cameras, anything like that. Um, oh, yeah. And again, all of that comes back down to how do you relate to it? And one of the ways that I also relate to it is, again, it comes back for me where it's like affording that animal precision aiming. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's one of the tenets that it always comes back for me. And I, I always harp on it. It's when you send it, there's always going to be times that, you know, you wish you could take an arrow back. And mm-hmm. this is a site that really, I believe really helps eliminate that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, and that's why I preach, you know, train daily, at least a couple reps every single day. Um, it doesn't have to be at distance every single day, but getting that technique down, there's so many things that can go wrong with archery that it's hard to explain unless you've been shooting for a while. You understand if you even anchor in the wrong spot, your, your arrow is going to be off. And so yeah. that site eliminates a lot of the issues of, again, the inconvenience of having to rearrange. It allows you to be more precise. So you're not hitting too low, too high, injuring an animal. Um, and, and like you said, the only reason I point out to check, you know, if your state allows you to get one, uh, it's just because I don't, I don't want people going out and buying garment sites sure. and being like, it's sure, the sure. best thing ever. And, but at the <laughs> same time, there's states like Idaho, for example, just, and uh, maybe I shouldn't say exactly, cause I don't know, don't quote me on this, but they used to not allow mechanicals. And I think they do now, um, mechanical broadheads. Uh, and I, I don't, I still think that they don't allow lighted knocks. That's considered an electronic, which again, for me, there's no benefit. It doesn't help you cheat in hunting. It allows you to find your arrow quicker, but you know, so again, it's not a reflection on the Garmin site. It's more of the, um, you know, the, the, I'll just say the dumb politicians that don't know anything about hunting. So, um, you know, it, that's, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say you you touched on something that I thought was interesting where one of the things that's also, it, it has a laser locate feature. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar, for listeners who aren't familiar with it, it's something I, I also find fascinating with it where the site will actually store ranged you know from the pin for where you you sent it right and it will you can transfer that gps coordinate either to a watch that has mapping on it or to a handheld and so if you get out of the standard or wherever you go you can go directly down to that spot to start tracking but one of the other things that i say is you know and this is going to be around from midwest from whitetails we'll say it's like if you if you hit an animal and it runs 200 yards down a timber line and ducks in you can actually range where that is and go immediately over to where you last saw that animal and start immediately tracking from there. Um, and so it's just those little things that help, like I said, enhance that outdoor experience. Yeah, no, for sure. And then uh, you can also, something I don't think I've mentioned, I know I thought it, but you plug, what you do is you plug, you can plug in your information, basically your ballistics, your, your data from your arrow, your draw weight and all that stuff, um, but your feet per second. And that's where it comes up with, with the, um, you know, the pin that's going to pop up in your, in your site housing. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It was on the, one of the things that you notice on the, um, on the, when I, on the A1 Pro, the, the newest one is we put micro adjustable rails on it. And I mentioned it's such a fast setup on it. And that's one of the things you can just input all right, speed, you know, draw length stuff. And it will actually like 
you kind of get on paper 10, then you set at 20 and then you validate at 40. And once you just validate at 40, you're set all the way until what the max range would be for you in particular. So the setup of it is just so easy and so accurate. Um, it, it's really kind of an incredible, incredible unit. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely really impressive. Um, and now Griffin's like, and I'm going to get into spear fishing now. I'm going to get into bow hunting. I'm going to get into all the stuff. Um, I don't know enough about bird hunting. I know that's a big passion of yours, Rayhan, and I'm sure you'll you'll drag Griffin into that as well. Um, but when I do see dogs out here, whether it be um, guys, even just so there's pursuit tags for bears, and then there's actually where you can go out and hunt bears. Um, but anytime I've seen dogs, they're all running Garmin collars, uh, Garmin handhelds. And I can see like a lot of these guys have the relationship almost like their children with their dogs. And so when they send them after sure. a cougar or a bear, um, and I'm sure it's similar with birds, uh, you probably see the dogs a little bit better <laughs> with the birds. Exact. But, right. Yeah. You see them a little bit better. It's a little <laughs> less, a uh, little less risk involved, but you know, um, being able to track your dogs through the mountains um, as they're going after cougars and bears, you know, as, as you, you work on that, um, predator management portion of hunting, well, uh, that's, that's a big, big, big deal. And every, like I said, everyone that I've seen, they all use Garmin, they all run garments, Garmin stuff. I think, and, and this goes from long before when I was here, um, it's because people trust Garmin. And I always say it's before I, before I worked at Garmin, I ran Garmin because I trusted it. I needed to be able to trust a unit and I trusted Garmin and I still do with all of this stuff because I think you mentioned it early in the show. It's like, we've got so much stuff that we've got to keep track of when we're outdoors that we, you know, if you can remove that, like you don't keep pieces of gear in your kit. If they're fickle, if they don't work well, if, if you don't trust them, and mm -hmm. Garmin has always earned kind of a place, like I said, even before I was an employee here. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is that relationship and those dogs. It's something I like bringing up to non um, kind of dog people because I think it's an interesting hunting concept where it's what most people don't think about with hunting with dogs is, you know, like if you're out deer hunting, for example, or elk hunting, it's you and one other animal. If you're out hunting with dogs, it's you, one species, you and another species, a dog that have to work together in order to hunt a third species, which is like, mm -hmm. it, it rarely happens in nature. And that's kind of why a lot of times it's so cool. That's why you see like dog guys, like just go all in it is because it's, you're, you have to work with another and communicate and train another species in order to hunt a third species. Yep. No, exactly. Yeah. That's uh that's a good way of putting it for sure. Um, and again, Garmin does a really good job, at least from what I've seen. I've never run that personally, so I can't personally vouch for that. But anyone that I know that has, um, they absolutely love the handheld and the the dog collars and being able to communicate with their with their dogs better. Um yeah. so yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think we've hit on all the the gear that I personally use and uh <laughs> And I'm, you know, I'm going to be doing a review coming out here pretty soon, um, on both of those products that I use. And then, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I'm going to be hitting on, uh, here pretty soon guys. So look forward to that. Um, I, I really appreciate you guys' time, uh, Rayhan and, and Griffin, uh, you know, you guys do amazing things over there at Garmin. I look forward to 
continuing building this relationship and giving you guys feedback as well as you guys teaching me stuff. Cause there's obviously things about the stuff that I use, the, the gear that I run that I could still learn about. So um, if people want to find you guys on social media, ask you guys questions, reach out to you or anything, um, where can they find you? I'll go ahead and say, well, first, all of Garmin's information you can find on Garmin.com um, for any of the products we we check or we talked about today. Uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to email me, rayhan.nana at Garmin.com. Um, that's probably going to be the best way to get a hold of me. Um, Griffin? Yeah, thank you. Griffin.shetzel at Garmin.com. Quick email. Um, exactly what Rayhan said. We have our... our media relations email as well. So any, any questions, anything like that, happy to, happy to help out. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that guys. Uh, anything you want to leave the listeners with before we, we get out of here? <laughs> no, I just want to say thanks so much for having us on. Uh, it's, it's great, you know, spending more time talking with you and uh, anybody has any questions, please reach out and yeah, stay safe out there. Perfect. Well, you Griffin, you want to leave anything with, with the audience? You know, I'm learning a lot, so uh, hopefully the audience is as well. Uh, but yeah, no, just like like Rayhan said, appreciate you having us on, and definitely excited to to see both brands grow here together. Sweet, well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time, guys. And as you guys well know, what I always say: get out, live your life, and love it. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. I'm going to have to have them back on uh, so we can delve into a little bit more of the nerdy tech side of gear. Some of the things that I'm running right now that I'm pretty new to. So I can give you guys some feedback as well in my gear reviews. But definitely go check out the Garmin products, guys. They have such a great lineup. If you're a runner, if you're a hiker, if you're someone like me that beats up on their gear and needs a smartwatch that isn't going to break on you. Uh, you know, everything that you can think of from fishing to hunting, hiking, communication, go check out Garmin. I trust their products. I've used their products for years and they're just constantly pushing the envelope and making things better. So go check them out guys. And of course, I'd love to have you over at Redbeard's Fit Crew. Please come join us over there. Uh, we're in March Madness Challenge. You definitely want to get on that. We've got a giveaway going on at the end of the month for that one. And also go join First Form Outdoors Facebook group. Again, guys, a reminder, if you're not on Facebook, I 100% get that. You don't have to get a Facebook just to be in our group. That'd be awesome. But if you're not, shoot me a message over on Instagram or email me down below with my email. And I'd love to get you in on our weekly calls that we do every Tuesday and Wednesday so that you can be part of the community and get some great individuals around you to help uplift you and get you through your goals as we're already a quarter of the way, almost a quarter of the way through 2023, guys. That blows my mind. Keep after it. Keep your head up. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it.